0: They are who we thought they were.
2: And we let about to the it I get out of hand, just just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go
3: scatter the west right tight. That's left, left, 372 wide sticks. The
4: Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, i am I going to go to college? I'll just play football.
3: Let's go. Monday, Monday. What's up, mamas and papas? Hope y'all are doing well. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau. Go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Staying connected to you around the clock here on the show, not only while we're on the air, but also when we're not on the air via posting and tweeting and you know uploading and streaming and everything else around the clock because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. Check out the C Spire Health app. Welcome in on this Monday. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. Because inevitably you consumed a lot of sports over the weekend. If you're like me, you watched and you Listened. And even if you're like me and you're lucky enough, you were able to sync the radio broadcast with a television broadcast so that you could see the TV but listen to the radio. I was able to do that in the men's game the other night, and it was fantastic. So I'm really excited to hear what uh, your reaction is to the weekend, particularly the XFL. I want to know what you thought, because I I know you watch some, if not a lot. And I'm not going to bombard you with the XFL for two hours, but I got some thoughts on it. And lo and behold, believe it or not, there's some things they're getting right (laughs) in the NFL that a lot of us can learn from. So, hey to everybody who's watching on Facebook. If you're tuning in on the Twitter stream, hey to you. Listening across the airwaves, live on the radio, WRKS, The Zone, 105.9 ESPN Radio, Central Mississippi, Jackson, and surrounding areas, and elsewhere. Maybe you're listening tonight in Vicksburg, WVBG. Hey to you. Hats off to everybody. Speaking of hats, checking out a new one here, a symbol of the new country-pleasing text line. That's one way to be a part of the show. See my hog hat? I got Look on the back at what it says says country-pleasing right there on the back. Isn't that cool? Country-pleasing sausage in grocery stores all across the southeast. Hand-picked. Ham, bacon, pork loin. It's leaner. They make it in small batches so there's consistency. It's coarse ground. They use hickory logs instead of sawdust. Why? Better smoke, stronger flavor. Natural casings. It's a four-hour smoke process. It's hand-cut, and they use fresh spices that they mix on-site daily in Florence, Mississippi. Country-pleasing sausage. Make your tongue slap your hat off. It's that good. All right, so text me on the text line at 885 ESPN. You may also call me. I'd love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone. It's 995 1059. Somebody's calling already. 995 1059. It's a 601 number. That's the Divinity Equipment phone. Divinity Equipment, Madison and Jackson. You're Kubota dealer. Hey to Terry on Facebook. Hey to Linda. Thanks uh, for watching. If y'all have questions or comments, let me know. So, and you can also tweet me at Radio Wyatt. That pretty much covers it. So, let me just tell you kind of how it is. I didn't know what to think about the XFL going into the weekend. I'm not really sure anybody did. You know, they had a limited amount of practice time. We knew that going into the open weekend. If you watched it, a limited number of teams. It's, you know, eight teams, four west, four east. You wondered what's it going to look like on television. They haven't practiced much. They don't have many teams. It's these guys who were some of them star college players, some of them former NFL players, but you know, it's not the NFL. Our eyes are trained to see NFL level football. Heck, we just got through watching all that. So what was it going to look like? Is it going to be hokey? I mean, is this going to be wrestling? Is this going to be like the XFL 1.0? You know, with weird names on the backs of the jerseys. And we're going to have cheerleaders, you know, doing all kinds of, you know, mess. By the way, that's coffee, if you hear that. Pouring coffee like, in the mug. Yeah, they used to. They were way ahead of the Super Bowl on the risqueness, weren't they? Yeah, they, they were way back when. And so... Almost like they took some research and then listened. (laughs) Right. Well, I think they did, Roger, because it wasn't any of that. You know, when I'm watching the games, I mean, the only thing that you could go well was sort of over the top. Well, it was inadvertent, and it was in maybe the first game they had back on Saturday, and a former Mississippi State offensive lineman, Dylan Day, is a starting offensive lineman for one of the teams, Seattle or something, they're coming off the field and the because they're doing this different the reporter is actually going to talk to coaches and to players on the sideline during the game and caught him in a heated moment and i think he said a bad word but people said they heard it i didn't hear it we have oh, yeah. dish we were wa- did you hear it no but i heard about it <laughs> okay i did i did too see it was weird about that roger is that on cable no i'm maybe it is i'm watching it on dish okay, okay. so As i'm watching yeah, if it wasn't on the air. Air, you know what I'm talking about. Over. I see. Yeah. So if if that game were broadcast on, I think it was like maybe ABC Oof. or something. And so if someone was watching over the air somehow, That's there was a not a delay. But I'm watching it on Dish, and it it didn't make it across on my television. It was you know bleeped out or whatever you want to call that. Uh, so it didn't make it across. But other than that, I mean, there was no sideshow. This was this was real football. It was very competitive. Now. You could watch any of the four games, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, and you could tell that they just started practicing. These offenses were not, by any stretch, well-oiled machines. And you saw most of them, the offenses got a little better as the game went on, but defenses had a big advantage early on. You would expect, it's almost like going out and watching a college team scrimmage after two weeks of practice. The defense is almost always ahead, and that's kind of how it looked. Not quite ready for prime time. Maybe so. Or not quite the NFL. But it was very good television. The television product was very good. Did you like seeing players
1: that you haven't seen play for a little while that, you know, that didn't make it to the
3: NFL? Well, sure. Look. Yeah. Like y- Dylan. Uh, like Dylan, but take yesterday, for instance, Roger. The best game that you had throughout the weekend, if it was low scoring was that last one. It was St. Louis at Dallas. Okay, And Dallas is going to have this quarterback, Landry Jones, the former Oklahoma QB. He was great in college, got drafted highly, but he was just Ben Roethlisberger's backup all that time for the Steelers and and never did catch on with another team, made all this backup money and all this kind of stuff. He's talented, but he's hurt. He didn't get to play. So even though they're favored, they were playing without their quarterback and they were upset. But St. Louis was quarterbacked by... Jordan Tamu, former Ole Miss quarterback, who we know threw it all over the field in that Ole Miss offense under Longo. And uh, what was he? Was he one year with Freeze and one year with Luke, I guess? Or, or something like that. I don't know. But he was very good in college. Not only is Tamu, the former Ole Miss QB, the starter in St. Louis, who played great as the game went on, he threw for over 200 and had like 70 or 80 yards rushing. He was really good. He kind of stole the show. His backup quarterback is none other than Nick Fitzgerald out of Mississippi State. That's your St. Louis quarterbacks. And Fitzgerald got in there because they used him on a quarterback run at some point in the game early, played him. Hmm. So getting to watch some of these guys that you you remember from college is pretty cool. The running back for Dallas is Cameron Artis Payne, the former Auburn running back, and a lot of names that you recognize in there. Sammy Coates, uh, the former Auburn receiver who was drafted by Pittsburgh and played a bunch, he, he's on one of the teams. That, I forget which team it was. It was the early game yesterday, so I don't know which team it was. I just know that, you know there's names you recognize. So to answer your question, Roger, that's a big part of it. And I caught the end of uh, – yeah, I, I know Jake Wimberly was filling in today. They swapped time slots he and uh, Chris did for a day. So Chris would be on this afternoon, and Jake was on earlier, and he got a call from Chicken Hawk. And Chicken Hawk said, yeah, I'm kind of pulling for St. Louis. And it's pretty much because of the Mississippi players on the team, right? So I was thinking, yeah. Guys you recognize. I so, wonder if that's the way they're going to try to fill out their rosters to create that kind of a fan base, You know, take advantage of that, built in. Yeah, I wonder that, too. There's such a mix right now, these initial teams. Now, with everything that I'm saying, here, here's two things about this XFL deal. Because the real question everybody wants to know is, is it going to last? Is it something that can be stable enough and could actually last? Because remember the old, the other, you know, pop up league that happened this past year that none of us could remember the name on last Friday's show. The Alliance for America, <laughs> right? The AAF, the Alliance like of you're America, out of a Marvel comic book, right? If I'm not mistaken. When they first started broadcasting those games last year, Roger, the ratings were pretty good. Yeah, they were like almost a four. They were curiosity that's ratings. That's what they were.
1: Curiosity I'm ratings. I'm not talking about those, but these uh, over the weekend. That's, it. that's They'll last if they keep doing that.
3: Okay, so you're saying in your experience, Roger, that if the XFL keeps doing these types of ratings... They'll it, sell ads all day. Okay, it'll last. Well, that's what I'm looking at right here. Strong start to the XFL 2020 So it uses an example of the, I guess this was the first game played. Yeah, the one that kicked off in the middle of the day on ABC on Saturday. The uh, Seattle Dragons versus the D.C. Defenders. It scored 3.3 million viewers, peaking at 4 million, and Seattle led all markets with a 6.4 rating. That's just one example. Wow. I mean, 6.4, you can... It's impressive. Again opening weekend everybody wants to see what it's going to look like it's on a saturday it's a curiosity <laughs> type of rating yeah. now here's what the author over to big lead said about it good numbers pretty uh, clean comparison last year's aaf debut on cbs got 2.9 million viewers okay so the xfl got more viewers now how much more again the first AAF game did 2.9 million viewers on a network, a over-the-air deal, CBS. 2.9 versus 3.5 to 4 million viewers for this XFL deal on Saturday. Like you said, Roger, on a Saturday. It's a lot more eyeballs. Right. Now, can I ask you, how do you characterize
1: the type of football that they're playing? Because I know some people don't like pro style of play they like the college style is this somewhere in between i, felt, I haven't heard anybody say that they didn't like anything about it. i mean I uh, it's been uh, interesting that i haven't heard any negative comments
3: yet i'm sure if i were get on twitter i'll find something. yeah you can find some negativity stuff but roger i felt like it was a good mix of in between some people have gone well how mummy's the coordinator of the dallas team so they obviously are running the air raid offense no mm-hmm It was kind of a middle – it wasn't total air raid. It was kind of a middle-of-the-road, a lot like the other offenses, these other teams in that league ran. And so in terms of style and other stuff, yeah, you see some NFL stuff out of the shotgun, NFL routes. I say NFL routes. I mean, just similar to NFL football, but you also did see some zone read. You know, quarterback draws. Jordan Te'amu, zone read, pops a big run. Uh, They tried a zone read later in the game where he kept the football and got tackled behind the line of scrimmage, and the dumb announcers called it a sack. It ain't a sack if it's not a pass, idiots. I mean, come on. Pay attention to the game. I guess the announcers aren't quite ready for primetime either. But here's the – all right, so I'm glad you brought it up. Well, I guess I brought it up. I I was being a little over the top on purpose just, you know, criticizing that particular moment. But on all the games, the broadcasts were really good because – You only have four games on the weekend, two Saturday, two Sunday. Three of them are on networks, and one's on ESPN. So they had, you know, pretty high-paid and experienced crews, some voices that you recognize. They did a pretty good job. Two or three things about that: the the television product. I'm going back to it, and that's why I think in the Wyatt household we enjoyed it. Was because they on television are cranking up the crowd noise, first of all, and basically drowning out the announcers half the time. (laughs) Okay? It's like being at the stadium up there in Starkville. It's kind of like being there, right? Mm. The other thing, they have people on the sideline who are not trying to be cute and everything. They're kind of entertaining. One of them tried to be cute, but for the most part, they're walking up to players as they come off the field throughout the game asking them questions. And the... The players are obligated to do the interviews, and at one point, Annabeth comes and she goes, "You notice how, like, all these players that they talk to on the sideline—they're sweating and breathing hard, but they're all so well-spoken." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "I know. We just expect them to be dumb no, jocks, you know, Neanderthals because they're during the game, but they're not." And then the other thing: everybody is mic'd up, everybody is wired. Roger. You're watching this TV broadcast, and they cut to a shot of Hal Mummy on the sideline, and I can hear what he's saying to his quarterback. The quarterbacks and the receivers all have a radio in their helmet. There are no hand signals because they're talking to him. When Hal Mummy says into the microphone, Bulldog 85, Bulldog 85, that is in the helmet in the earpiece of every quarterback and running back and receiver. The only play call that has to happen is the quarterback alerts the offensive line what we're running. Everybody else already knows. Because we can line up faster because they have the 25-second play clock or whatever, which makes the game go quicker. There's less downtime in the game. That's harder on offense, but there's less downtime. So there's a fan you enjoy it. And I'm glued to the TV listening in on the communication from the coach to the quarterback. All right, the evolution of football?
1: I think it is. I think the next thing that would be great, almost in the uh, you know arcade sense, is the helmet cams. Helmet cams, yeah, but the
3: audio I mean, then is more important. Then you could important. just
1: change your perspective to see what each viewer is,
3: well, kind of what th- each player is seeing. It'd be neat if you could do that, but you know we're so far away from people accessing that on an individual basis. Yeah. What I'm saying is like the next iteration of all this is what you're seeing in the XFL. I can hear what coaches are saying. I can hear what the quarterback's saying to his, when he leans over to the running back right before the snap and makes him move or something, we're hearing it. And the replays, everybody's been going on about how they love, they, they need the, that in college. Play. I can hear the officials talking to each other, Roger. When the officials huddle up after a close play and they begin to talk about what just happened, or let's say there was a fight after the play and they throw the flags and the officials start to sort it out, they mic the the officials are wearing headsets. We hear every single word they say. Of their conversation. You're Whoa. you're a fly on the wall for all of it. And that's it. Video replay. When they threw something to the booth for the replay official to then go over it, not only did they put a camera on him so we could see him in the booth rewinding the play and rewinding the play, we can hear him talking to the officials of what he's seeing. It's totally transparent in that regard also. And coaches, let's do this. the The broadcast side of this, so, whoever the director in the truck is broadcasting this thing over your television, he ha- he knows this. Anybody on this field that is a coach or an official on either sideline, I can immediately hit a button and hear what they're saying. I can immediately hear it, just like that. And let me ask: you, okay. It's just incredible to me that the TV has access to anything it wants what were you going to say now
1: how how are you going to be able to watch a regular nfl game i hope they're paying attention because after three months of this yeah you're going to want to throw rocks at an nfl broadcast
3: yeah you know i wonder that and, and you say okay three months of it that's the thing you know everybody's going to want to see all right we've seen opening weekend curiosity ratings here What's it going to be next week? Because here's the thing, too: is the product on the field equal to NFL football in terms of execution and talent? No, and it's and it's pretty much visible to the naked eye. But it's still pretty good. There were a lot of big licks. There was a lot of physicality and hitting. Um, there were some big plays on offense. You know, a few more drop passes in this deal throughout the weekend than you will see in typical NFL games. But you've got receivers that are, instead of making $60 million, they're making 60000 You know, it's a big difference. So, yeah, there's a, a little bit of a drop-off. But still, it was organized, competitive football. The games were competitive. All the teams have players on it that, that you can kind of associate with. Or you watch them play in college. And the television part of it, because you're sitting there seeing stuff you've never seen before. Roger, I have an entire YouTube channel with almost 12,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel that does pretty well, and at times it's done hundreds of thousands of views on videos that I do, and the videos are simply giving you an inside look at what's actually going on during a football play, here or there or from a game. And I've learned that the curiosity people have, fans have, for... A little inside information we don't normally get. It's a live, in-progress film study. In-game. In-game. And, and at least from the perspective of the coach. The ability for me, as I'm watching that game last night, to just, every now and then, they cut to how Mummy mummy's standing on the sideline, and he's talking in his headset to the quarterback who's on the field listening through his helmet, and I can hear what he's telling him. And he's even giving him pointers. Hey, be careful with the football now. Be careful with the football right here. We don't, we're happy to punt it if we don't get this. Or, hey, tell them it's fourth down. We got to have two yards. Don't come up short. You know, I mean, we're hearing all that stuff throughout the game. I just was really impressed. It was, I think for some other product other than the NFL, it was the right mix of football and entertainment without a bunch of stuff that was crass or crude or over the top or something that kids couldn't watch. I thought it was done well, and I'm excited to see the next week. Let me know your thoughts. I'm going to get to your texts on the country, please, and text line next here in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around.
4: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
3: Back on the show, I'm Matt. Live in the Farm Bureau Studio, Farm Bureau Go, with the home team, staying connected to you because of Ceasefire. Breaking news from the NFL, according to the Sports Center, Los Angeles Chargers and quarterback Philip Rivers have mutually agreed that Rivers will enter free agency and not return to the team for the 2020 season. So Phillip Rivers' run in San Diego slash Los Angeles is over. He's no longer a Charger. Somebody pick him up, let him play for him for a year, won't he? You going to do what um, Peyton Manning did, go to a team that can run the ball, hand that sucker off, go win a Super Bowl. Who would that be? Huh? Who would that be? Good question. I don't know the answer. <laughs> I don't know. All right, call me on the Davini Equipment phone line, 995-1059. If you're watching online, Facebook or Twitter, see it right there? 995-1059. That's the number to the Davini phone. And a whole bunch of texts over here on the Country Pleasing text line, Country Pleasing Sausage, available in grocery stores throughout the southeast. The best sausage you will eat, period, hands down. Make your tongue slap your hat off. It's that good. Check out my Country Pleasing hat. Look at that hog. I'm talking about when I was a kid growing up, we'd be sitting around the table and eating and stuff. And I'd say to my dad, Hey, you gonna eat that last biscuit? Meaning, I want it. Hey, you want that last piece of bacon? He'd say, No, go ahead, eat it. And then he'd wait and he'd say, Hog? <laughs> he called me a hog. <laughs> Pouring my last bit of coffee in the mug from High Point Roasters in New Albany. Highpointroasters.com. Get yours there if you haven't already. You will not be sorry. Um, Let's hit it up over here on the uh, text line. Walt. Boy, I had more coffee in there than I thought. That gum, it's still coming out. Look at that. Okay, so I got a whole cup left. The Chances of me drinking that whole cup of coffee on this radio show while it's still hot are slim. That's okay, though. I've had plenty of coffee today. Can you have plenty of coffee? There are lots of health benefits to coffee. So I hear. All right, here we go. The country-pleasing text line, Walt. The 25-second play clock and the last two minutes of half stoppage, spot on. Right, the way they stop the clock in the last two minutes, any play going out of bounds. and And then, of course, 25 seconds speeds it up. He said the 40 second play clock by the NFL is lazy and wasteful. Good to see players that play hungry again. That's from Walt. I enjoyed it too, Walt. Thanks for your text. Rambo says surprisingly good football with a college feel. There was, you're right, some college offense stuff in there. Um I would tell you that there was a college feel in some ways, but because of the broadcast, it was much better than college. Anyway, I enjoyed it. Maybe we're just starving for football. Let's see here. Casper says the kicker for the St. Louis XFL team played at Millsaps College. Okay. Taylor Russelino, three-time all SCAC place kicker. What a great name. Russelino. Uh The kicker for, I think it's, ah, Fooey I can't remember. One of those teams. Uh, Austin McGinnis, a kid from Kentucky that went to Prattville High School, Prattville, Alabama. Another Casper says, wasn't there a Millsaps kid? Yep, there's your answer. Tim says, who cares if it sticks around? Just enjoy it while it's here. It's one way to look at it. Luvier on the country pleasing text line. Grown men playing tackle football for money on television. And some of them played college ball locally. I'm watching. I feel the same way. Jay in Baltimore. Says the initial buzz will wane and Major League Baseball, College Baseball, March Madness will start to pull viewership. Triple A Baseball and NBA Development League can't make it. I don't see this being successful long term. Amateurism and school pride is what makes college sports so successful. That's from Jay in Baltimore. Hard to argue those. Over here on Twitter. Kevin said the XFL replay method is awesome, along with having the refs mic'd up during the game. To me, refs are more cognizant of what they are doing when they are mic'd up. Can't disagree with that. You know, at least you feel like there's this little bit of air of transparency. Jack on Facebook said, I did enjoy the XFL. I just didn't like the player interviews during the game. He mentioned Dylan Day dropping the first... (laughs) And... You know, can't do that. They got to get it on a delay. It was on a delay for me. I was watching on Dish. We didn't hear it. I, I saw that and they bleeped it out. Or just, you know, took it out. Whatever it is. Tommy on Facebook said there were some hits in this, these games that uh, would suspend NFL players for, and I agree with that. They it, it was more in terms of how they judged hitting quarterbacks, tackling, and it was more old school. Maybe that's another reason that I you know, sort of liked it, to be honest with you. All right, Davini Equipment Phone. Ponto, hanging on the line. What's up, Ponto?
4: Yeah, you know, the uh, self-proclaimed expert those football. What I went through camp with the Saints and the Bears. I went through the camp when I was the sports editor. Archie and I were the only two that finished. I'm still bragging about that. My observation, and of course I like it, and you know, Missouri is now the place to be. we got Kansas City on one end and St. Louis on the other end. But the the St. Louis Battle Hawks would be my favorite team with Tiamu and Fitzgerald on the same team. Can you imagine that?
3: Yeah, I know. And, you know, that's the thing, too, is, you know, it's interesting to see those guys' teammates and all that kind of stuff. But I had, I'm, I'm watching them. I had no trouble whatsoever, you know, rooting for Jordan Tiamu and really wanting him to see well. And simply because I followed him in college and there's Fitzgerald over there who's a backup simply because of that Ponto, while we were watching that game last night myself and my yeah. wife we just naturally started pulling for him you know wanting him want him to win it was fun
4: well he's probably the one a few also who's in shape that's my observation they're they're slow and out of shape but they'll get better
3: well and that was you not know, my I, I don't will. share that observation with you I, you know i felt like i was actually surprised the other way i was surprised when i watched it on tv by how in shape a lot of the defensive linemen were, the linebackers, the defensive backs, how fast and, and in shape they were. Now, there were a few that cramped up in certain games, but, yeah, I don't share that observation with you. What
4: would you think well, of... I'm using the NFL as a measure. That's all I'm saying. It's better yeah. than college football, but it's not on the level of the NFL.
3: Well, I mean, that if goes without saying. I mean, that just kind of goes without yeah. saying. Um, but
4: we we got to, you know, again, keep it, and you know, appreciate your information about the Millsaps and the other. Like I said, we got to, we got to pull from the Battle Hawks to the Chiefs. Obviously,
3: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Thanks, Ponto. God bless. Yeah, you too. Appreciate the phone call. Don't, I think they make like ten times more in the, NFL. in the NFL. Uh, what, no uh, doubt.
1: What's the average starting like five
3: hundred thousand? Uh, I don't uh, know. I guess it just kind of depends. It's in the XFL is fifty five, right? And what yeah. is it? I think they said the median. The average salary of these players in the XFL was like sixty thousand dollars or something yes. like that. But you know they're playing football, and the thing to me that I liked about it is it was organized, and you know it wasn't a bunch of individuals out there trying to put on a show. They were there was a, it was organized team football, where, let's be honest, the broadcast itself is what made it enjoyable. The way they handled that. Again, point number one, while plays and stuff were happening, they turned the crowd noise up. You really couldn't even hear the broadcasters. That's great point number one. Great point number two, they give you an inside look at what coaches are saying to players. We can hear. They got them all mic'd up during the game. Press a button. I can hear what any coach is saying. Players on the field, I hear them talking. And then the third thing was referees and replays. We're hearing all their conversations. So that glued you in. If they went and broadcast this this XFL stuff the same way they do a college game, I'd have turned it off after five minutes. That's just the honest truth. All right, rolling with you on a Monday in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around.
4: You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
3: Hey, hey. Did y'all sleep good last night? Well, I mean, technically, if we're using the English language uh, language like we're supposed to, I should say, did you sleep well last night? Roger, did you sleep well last night? Well, I
1: did until this dog I'm dog-sitting, um, who apparently is very afraid of thunder, <laughs> stood by my door and thumped it with its tail for like an hour. <laughs> Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> That's <laughs> what thunder I was going to say. Thunder I can deal with. Dog, I still- <laughs>
3: Look, that's what I was going to say. As you read my mind because the thunder last night, and look, the homecoming queen did not sleep well because we have two miniature schnauzers. One of whom, lady, is terrified of thunder. Starts shaking, freaks out, runs around the house, just freak out. And man, last night, I say, this morning around, I don't know what it was, one thirty, two a.m. Not just a few claps of thunder. I'm talking about, Roger, what it would sound like if a bolt of lightning struck a tree in your yard. Boom! (laughs) Rattling every window pane in this house. Dog shot straight up in the air. Let me tell you something. She ain't ever going to be the same. That dog is never going to be the same. thought that was a flying squirrel. We only thought she was gun shy before this. (laughs) And so Annabeth was up with her all night long. But I want to tell you, I figured out a way to sleep through it. But I'm really excited because I told you last week we're getting a new mattress, right, from Nest and Wild. We haven't figured out exactly which one we're going to get yet, so we haven't placed our order, but we're about to place our order. And here's some reasons why I'm placing my order. Nest and Wild mattresses, a great Mississippi company first and foremost. Secondly, everything on the mattress and the, the, the base, all of it is American-made. It's not coming from anywhere outside the borders of the United States of America. And number one, you will sleep better on a Nest and Wild mattress. Every Nest and Wild mattress, 12 inches thick. A lot of the online brands are 8 inches, 10 inches. Every size, from twin size to California King, bottom to top, all 12 inches thick with Nest and Wild. Prices are competitive. When you compare to other mattress companies, And I'm going to give you a discount. I'm going to show you how to get a discount make it even better for you. Fight cancer while you sleep. Nest and Wild. They partnered with Jason Mott's foundation in the fight against cancer. And a portion of every mattress they sell goes to his foundation. And they have a deal going right now where you can sleep on it for 99 nights and then make a decision if you want to keep it or not. Basically, after 99 nights, if you're not satisfied, you give it back. Send it back. So it's an incredible deal, and I'm going to tell you how to get a discount. Go to nestandwild.com. Use code BULLY20. That's bully two zero. Use code BULLY20. You're going to get 20% off of any mattress you want to buy and a free pillow top mattress cover with it, with that promo code. When you place your order at nestandwild.com, that thing's going to be on your doorstep in three to five business days. So if you're not sleeping well, try it out. Chances are you're going to be sleeping well after that.
1: And if you're in the radio business, they do do four payments. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, any business you're in, but I mean, we particularly probably Us, would need that.
3: <laughs> Us, particular. <laughs> if, if we could uh, qualify, I <laughs> That's good. Hey, uh, um, it's a unique thing to get a lay away on. You know what we're really excited about, too? Roger, not just getting better sleep on a Nest and Wild mattress. We're excited for baseball season. It's here, man. Hold on, let's, let's listen to this one. See, just by playing this, Facebook is going on the Facebook Live. They're going to mute this portion of my broadcast later. just for Even though I'm talking over it, they're still going to mute it. I don't care. We got baseball this week. Starting on uh, Friday, opening day Friday at Mississippi State, hosting Wright State and Ole Miss, hosting the number one team in the country, Louisville. Southern Miss kicking off the season this weekend as well. College baseball starting on Friday. Let me give you a heads up. Coming up uh, at the start of hour number two, Charlie Winfield scheduled to be here on the show with me. We'll talk to him. He's in Starkville. And Charlie is the color analyst on Mississippi State women's basketball broadcast on the radio. But he also does... Uh, like I do we, we Charlie and I both call some of the baseball games with Bart Gregory on the SEC network plus and Charlie will be in the booth this Friday for opening day and uh with Bart <clears throat> so we're gonna talk with Charlie coming up a little bit a little baseball one baseball nugget and then I'm coming to the phone line and I'm gonna get some more text over here on the country please and text line Donald Trump blue check mark Donald Trump real Donald Trump on Twitter the president of the United States tweeted. A couple days ago. Pete Rose played Major League Baseball for 24 seasons from 63 to 86 and had more hits, 4,256, than any other player by a wide margin. He gambled, but only on his own team winning and paid for a decades, paid a decades-long price. In capital letters, the president of the United States has tweeted: get Pete Rose into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Can we get him a pardon? It's time! Exclamation point. Now, we're going to find out here how much sway the President of the United States has with Major League Baseball. We're about to find out. (laughs) Because he wants Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame. Sign that executive order. Let's see, and this is... um, He didn't start. If you go all the way back to 2015, there's a 2015 tweet from Donald Trump that says, Can't believe Major League Baseball just rejected Pete Rose for the Hall of Fame. He's paid the price. So ridiculous. Let him in. He was tweeting about it in 2016, and he's picking up the cause again. Let's see if it has any effect. First, though. Hanging on the Davini Equipment phone, it's Jay in Baltimore, our resident Mississippi State baseball fan caller. What's up, Jay? Donald Trump. I'm certainly
2: looking forward to Charlie's comment on the Bulldog baseball team. You know I'm obviously bullish on this team and their chance to make a run to Omaha. Lots to like on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. But, look, I had somewhat of a panic attack uh, this weekend because I started looking up some stats. Um, looking at the innings pitched by Jared Liebelt, Colby White, Cole Gordon last year, that trio pitched a total of 113 high pressure innings. And we got to think about that. That's got to be replaced by a bunch of unproven and uncertain arms. And in fact, that doesn't even count the innings pitched by Tristan Barlow and Brandon Smith. But uh, time will tell. Uh, But I'm beginning to believe that this is going to be the the key storyline for the uh, Bulldog baseball team early in the season.
3: Well, and look, Jay, there's so much made about the lineup and the offense that's there at the top of the lineup. And, you know, there's talk about, hey, this, this lineup one through five may be the best one through five lineup in the country, you know, and that kind of stuff. Well, let's be honest. Unless... Not just your bullpen, but this staff as a whole. I mean, we know what Ginn can do, but, you know, McLeod, they they talk about him in the Saturday role, the lefty, and, and they say that he's phenomenal. They say his ability is through the roof. Well, it's one thing to have the potential. It's another thing to go do it, right? And so with all that said, it's not just bullpen. If that pitching staff as a whole isn't just lights out out of the gate, while inexperienced, then this baseball team's going to have to score a lot of runs every weekend in SEC play. That's just the fact of it, isn't
2: it? Uh, there's no question. And even if those guys are successful, I mean, you look at the number yeah. of the, he's pitched by the starters, It you know, you get them to the fifth or sixth, someone's got to bring it home, and, yeah. and that's where really the uncertainty lies. So please uh, ask Charlie what his thoughts are about uh this bullpen bulldog yep. bullpen
3: yep will do thanks jay appreciate the call all right
2: thanks Matt.
3: hanging on the divinity equipment phone chicken hawk what's up chicken hawk
0: I, um, i'm hanging on like a chicken <laughs> hawk hanging on with his claws on there you go <laughs> well, uh, like a chicken hawk hanging on with his claws on a limb but uh you took away all my thunder but now that now i hadn't i hadn't listened you may not have touched on a couple more things with uh with the, uh, you know, the XFL. Yeah. But, uh, you know, uh, the kickoff, now that's going to be interesting when they get that figured out. I believe, and then, Steve, you come on in there with me. Brother, there's going to be some run back. I love the way they got it set up. When I first seen the first one, me and Lou Bale watched all four games and said, we only watched my Battle Hawks. We only watched them for one quarter. We had to go to, uh, discipleship and then go to church. But, uh, man that kickoff that takes a little getting get used to
3: it, don't it mm, yes but it, it, it's again it's kind of a novelty because I've never seen it so it made watching it interesting um, and oh. you know I mean they're saying that what that does is it eliminates these run down the field and knock each other out with a concussion type of hits on kickoff returns it's one way to make play I mean they're just getting a 10 yard start and I gotta block them sort of thing I I don't know. I mean, yeah, well, this, i thought it was interesting.
0: I was going. To, it's got to be safer. I ain't no doubt. Yeah, that's
3: what I think. Yeah. I
0: mean, but now I, I mean I loved all. I mean, here's what I got. I mean, it looked like to me that there's probably twenty to twenty-one thousand, and and I didn't think about them turning up the audio, but the look, the crowds were into. It. They, were they were into. Loud. It. Everybody had the flag on. They don't went and bought t-shirts, <laughs> or whatever. I mean, you know, people were dressed up, dolled up, just everything, you know. Yeah. But it reminded me of a good mix of college and professional. Yeah,
3: football. I thought so. I thought the same way, Chicken Hawk. Hey, appreciate your call, man. It's good to hear you. Thank you.
0: Hey, Hell State, and one thing,
3: Peace. See ya. Chicken Hawk out. Hour two coming up. Stick around.